0: I'd like to welcome you to the ministry of McCormick's Creek Church. We certainly hope that you will enjoy this selection. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. We serve an awesome God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Man, it feels good in here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Um, I'm going to cheat because I'm going to talk about what God revealed to me Sunday night. So, sorry hallelujah jesus we serve an awesome god who's in control of everything regardless of whether or not i feel that i am hallelujah jesus hallelujah and we could just stop and just pray and god will just do what he wanted to do regardless hallelujah but he answers prayer he hears everything it's just confirmation sunday night god spoke through our pastor and talked about receiving a spirit of understanding knowing where we're at and how we got here and where we need to go from here. Hallelujah. It's so easy to just want to get to Jordan, and then when we get there, it's, well, now what? Christ. Now. <laughs> we just stay right here. What do we do? Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm going to talk to you about, about our position in Christ. I think it's, um, it's vital in our final moments as we stand here. We know it's about done. There's nobody in this building that thinks that we've got tons of time. Everybody knows it's almost it's almost over. I know you've heard it all your life, but you know, you can feel it in your spirit. It's just about time to go home. And uh, we need to make sure that we're in the right place at the right time for that to happen. Matthew 15 and 30. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. There's something about, you may be seated, there's something about being at the feet of Jesus, that, that there are times when it would be really nice to be at his hands, because there's power in the hands of God, and, and there's times that you'd want to be where his mouth is, because what he speaks is pure truth, and it couldn't be taken out of context, what he speaks is truth, and it just, it's how it is, but there's something special Brother Isaac, about being at the feet of Jesus, and every time in Scripture someone went out of their way and found their place at the feet of Jesus, Jesus stopped everything he didn't he didn 't go on he was trying to make sure that we understood how important this particular area is there, there, there's oh everywhere Jesus went, there was lots and lots of people they were, they were always trying to touch him, get close to him, but any anytime there was a reference or anytime someone went beyond just trying to rub shoulders with him, he stopped doing whatever was happening. But there's other places in Scripture, and we're just gonna, I'm just going to run through a few of these from, from beginning to end, where significant things happen when people stopped doing what they were doing and they got to the, to the feet of whatever the authority was at that given point. For example, Ruth laid at Boaz's feet in Ruth chapter 3. A few Scriptures later, Boaz marries Ruth. <clears throat> She did that out of obedience to Naomi. Naomi said, this is, this is right for you. This is the right fit for you. This is what you need to do from here. And the only way you're going to get to that authority is through the feet. Lay down at his feet and let, let everything fall into place. Abigail fell at David's feet as a petition for her own life. And if she wouldn't have done that, David was going to wipe out Nabal, Abigail, and anybody else that was on the mountain at that time. But God allowed something to happen in David. And David changed his mind. He didn't allow her to die because she was at the right place at the right time, which was at the feet of David. The widow fell at Elisha's feet when he, through God, healed her son. Esther fell at the king's feet to explain Haman's evil plan and in turn allowed Haman to experience that very same plan. All kinds of diseases and things happened when when people were around Jesus. Jairus fell, or Jairus. Jairus, is that better? Jairus fell at Jesus' feet over a situation with his daughter. A woman fell at Jesus' feet over her daughter who was full of unclean spirits. The demon-possessed man was found clothed and in his right mind at the feet of Jesus after Jesus healed him. it just keeps going on and on. Mary fell at Jesus' feet over her brother Lazarus. John fell at his feet out of fear in Revelation chapter 1. And later he fell at his feet in pure worship in Revelations 19. Everywhere... In Scripture that you, you try to find. Something happens when someone finds their way to the feet of the authority at that given moment. There's something special there. And that's where I, I want us to be. Not only do I want to cross Jordan. I, I, I want that. I want that for me and my family. I want that for our church. But when, there, there is a position in Jesus that I want to find myself to. Yes, I love being at the hands of God. And watching Him per, perform miracles that I can't, I can't take care of myself. And yes, I love... When there's a prophetic utterance and someone like Sunday night speaks out and things are changed and my life changes drastically, but there's something totally different when I find myself at the feet of Jesus. It's just there's something there's something in you that can't stay the same. You have to change when you get to the feet of Jesus. And that's what I want. I want to change. Now, Brother Hill talked Sunday morning about being emotional. Now, I'm not going to lie. I I have the ability to be emotional and so so does Daniel. He's helping me. But there are times, if you was at my house, Thanksgiving evening, Brother Davis, I had a wonderful time with my son. Um, a very important event happened Sunday night, and not only did it, did it happen, but it happened exactly the way that I wanted it to happen. And me and my son had, had an awesome time. So it, I, I have no problem coming here and crying when I feel God. I have no problem clapping when I'm supposed to clap. I have no problem singing when we're supposed to sing and worshiping when we're supposed to worship. I'm learning to be obedient when God says, go pray for that person to just do it and not think that, well, Brother Eldar's better at it. He can do it. But there's something about knowing who Jesus is and taking it beyond that and getting into a position with God to where things can be changed. To where my position, if my position changes, then, then everything around me will, will be different. Do you understand? You can tell there are certain times when you run into people who are having a bad day. When they're having a moment where they're not positioned at Jesus' feet. And they make it very clear to everybody that's around them that they, they're not there, they have no desire to be there, they're going to stay where they're at for a little while. But every one of us have to stop and realize, where, where are we? And that's what I want. I want you to just, just think about where you, if you look at yourself and your position with Jesus, where, where are you? Honestly, I'm not asking you to say it, but, but are, you, are you at His feet? Are you where you're supposed to be? My position with Christ is everything. It's my ministry. It's my life. Everybody, as I said, everybody wants to be at, at his hands or at his head, but, but there's something about being at his feet. Lot is someone that sticks out in my mind. Lot was, was a man who, who the Bible calls a righteous preacher. His family, that you couldn't. there was no kinks in his armor. He had a good godly wife and godly kids, and he, he was with, with the man of promise at that time. Everywhere Abraham went, Lot, Lot was right there with him. But see, Lot did something that Abraham didn't do. Lot changed his position. Lot got away from the feet of Jesus and, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. He started to see things a little differently and figured out ways. That be, be careful. Be careful where, where you focus. Be, be, be careful because, see, here's the thing. Lot was with, with the man of God. He, was, he, he went to church when he was supposed to. He, he clapped on two and four, just like everybody else did. But he, you can do that and be completely away from God. We have that ability, Sister Davis. The longer we're in this, we have the ability to, to say the right things and be at the right place at the right time and still have your, pit, your tent pitched towards Sodom. Hallelujah, Jesus. And when I look at Lot and I look at his life, it was so messed up that when God destroyed the very thing that he got away from, when he, when, he moved, when he repositioned himself and he moved away from Abraham and he got away, he thought he had this all figured out. I, I think about his wife and what she did and what position what position Lot, Lot was the man of the house. What position Lot put his family in. He, he, had, he, had, he had messed everything up so bad that his own wife was so distorted and so far from the feet of Jesus that she literally turned her back on God even when he was saving her. Even when he was fixing the problem, even when God gave Lot a chance, he didn't give anybody else that same opportunity, she still was so consumed with with being away from where Jesus wanted her that she literally died because of it. Not only that, let's go further. Lot's kids, Lot's daughters, as disgusting as it is, did what they did. You know the story. And the babies that they had with Lot were the two biggest thorns in Israel's side. So Lot didn't just mess up his wife and his children. He messed up generation upon generation to come, all because he was too selfish to stay at the feet of Jesus, to stay, where he was, to stay in the position that God had created for him. Every one of us have that, that ability. We can stay right where we're at. We can stay at the feet of Jesus. We can stay in our position with God, or we can choose whatever path we want. It's our God-given right, and Lot is a perfect example of what not to do modern stories i was listening to to a uh, a few of the cd's brother brother floyd gave me and there was a, one of them he just it just it tore me up he was talking about a young lady that they they had uh they went out and re- and uh, they had witnessed to her and they she come into church her family wasn't in ser- in church and uh, she got a job and it was interfering with her with her work but uh with her with her church life but she got it all straightened out and she was she was working she was going to school and she was coming to church faithfully she wasn't missing any service one night she' come to, the sur- one, come to church, and she had just bags of clothes, and, and, and she waited until after the service. she she come up onto the platform, and was talking to the pastor, and was showing her these, these clothes. Now I know that sounds ridiculous, but the, the point was was that she used to not wear clothes like this. She, she, was, in, she was a teenage girl, and she, she, uh, she didn't always dress appropriately, Sister Robertson. So she had, she had learned. To position herself where God desired for her to be, and through that dress came, and she wanted to show the pastor in the ministry some of these, some of the clothes that she had gotten with her own money, in reverence to God and the position that God had put her in. So she goes home, and that weekend <clears throat> she worked late Friday night. Saturday, she 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 sleeps in a little bit. She worked she worked hard. She gets up Saturday, and all the clothes that she had gotten had been taken back, and it was all different clothes that was on the bed, and, and she. Went in and was asking her mom, what, what happened? Well, what, this isn't this isn't what I what I what I wanted. And this is this is the mom's words. You're way too sexy to be dressed in Amish. Don't don't be covering up everything. You're better than that. You're better than that. And that's where it started. And then the young lady comes back to the pastor. I know you guys have heard stories like this. The young lady comes back to the pastor, asks her to pray, and uh the pastor prays for, her and it just and it goes on. And he said, much, much, much later, um, he got to finally meet the mom and dad. He finally got to meet the parents, and uh, it was in a restaurant. And they they come up and, and tears in their eyes. They they wanted to to talk to the pastor, and see this was a much different situation now because because now the the daughter went from going back to dressing inappropriately to doing things that she shouldn't have been doing, and now they were going to test her for AIDS because of all the. The sexiness that she brought, had brought in, brought in all this other stuff that comes with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This was a young lady that had tried her best to position herself yes. where she needed to be. And because of the situation that she was in, it, it ruined the position that she had tried so best to get. Hallelujah, Jesus. Another situation, a young man who had, who had been coming, um, had fallen back, slid, and he come back to church. His mom and dad were in churches. His, his dad was, was an usher. His, his mom was, was a greeter. He, the pastor was explaining that when he, he loved when he was in the prayer room because when he would come into the prayer room, it would, it would literally change the atmosphere of that prayer room. And just a young man who just had all, this, all the ambition in the world. He could, he could preach so well for being such a young man. He had all this talent and he was learning to play instruments and, and he had this ability that when he reached for God, he could grab a hold of him. There was no there was no worrying about what anybody else thought or what anybody else was doing. When he wanted to reach God, he had the ability to reach out and grab God. No matter what was going on, he could change his service but with just a little bit of his little bit of his effort. <sighs> Months went by and he finally uh pinpointed this young man and was like, "What's going on? Th- you're not showing up. Things are happening and and I'm hearing all these stories about you. Just fill me in on what's going on." And the thing was is that this young man had started getting addicted to painkillers. And uh, he said, oh. so the pastor kept working on him, and finally real, realized that he was getting the med- the, the painkillers from his own father." Now, what? I don't want anybody to misinterpret. If you are on medicine, I'm not asking you to stop taking medicine. Please, if if you're prescribed something, you do what you need to do. But this this was getting way out of hand. Come to find out, his father had been in a bad car accident, and then after that, he got he got he had been hurt in another situation. So he had all kinds of of medicine. And uh, at first, it, it was just a uh, it was just to, to fix a headache here, to fix this there, and he said, "But but it, it become more than that." And he said, "Don't don't let it, don't let my father fool you, Pastor. It, it's my father comes to church out of his mind most of the time." And, and what the pastor's point was was that that he took such a such a talent, su- such a a man full of, of of everything that he needed. He had positioned himself exactly where he needed to. And it wasn't peer pressure from school. It wasn't an outside influence. It wasn't the football team. It wasn't, it wasn't something that, that normal young men fall into. It wasn't the crowd that he was hanging out with. It was his own father. <laughs> had, had, had positioned himself in a, in a place to where it, it repositioned his whole family. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to of where we are and what we're doing in these final moments of time. God, help me to be... The Father that I need to be to make sure that not only I'm positioned where I need to be, but that my wife and my children are also positioned where they're supposed to be. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a place at the feet of Jesus that's so, so special. At the feet of Jesus is where peace that passeth all understanding. Joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. All of your wants, all of your desires, all of your promises, your ministries, your dreams, your freedom... Your passion, your love, your position in Christ is everything that we have. Hallelujah, Jesus. Paul said that wherever we are to be content, find the feet of Jesus and stay there. (laughs) And be content in it. Hallelujah, Jesus. The adulterous woman always comes to my mind. Because the Pharisees and Sadducees tried their best for three and a half years to destroy the ministry of Jesus. To no avail. Every day. I couldn't imagine that pressure of making sure that you always had the right things to say at the right time because you never knew what they were going to bring. And it was never one-on-one, Brother Duncan. It was always when there was a bunch of people around trying to get him into situations. Hallelujah. But how he handled this situation was amazing because where do you find the woman? You find her at the feet of Jesus. They put her in the position where she needed to be, which I thought was amazing. But but there was, there's always going to be somebody that's going to try their best to ruin what God's given you. There's always going to be people that are going to try their best to reposition where you are. Now my question is this. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they say they caught her in the very act. How do they do that without being in, in a very bad place at a very bad time? We're all adults, right? Seriously. What kind of person does it take? Hallelujah, Jesus. That's the kind of people that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. But what I found so intriguing was that the very people that were trying to destroy her life as well as Jesus's, they positioned her in the perfect spot for a miracle. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Jesus answered in a way that only He could answer. You that are without sin, you cast the first stone. Hallelujah. And when you find your place... At the feet of Jesus you find mercy and grace. The Bible talks about Paul asking God to remove the thorn from his side. and He said, no. No, I will not remove the thorn from your side. But I will give you more grace than you'll ever know what to do with. As long as you stay in the position where you're at right now. Hallelujah. I'm almost, I'm almost done. But, but, but the, where I got my revelation, my epiphany Sunday night was this. I was thinking about situations and, and I'm, I am I'm trying my best to, to be to say this correctly. Um, there are certain things I'm very territorial about, and one of them is this church, and another one is my pastor and his wife. And I'm not OK when things are said or posts are made on that ungodly website. <clears throat> but uh, what, what really what, it just it gets to me, it bothers me, and I have to pray about it because I do. I develop ungodly feelings towards people. But God, God God, spoke to me and He showed this to me. There are situations that I, I want to cast judgment. There are situations all the time, constantly. I'm I'm human. Hallelujah. But there are situations, Sister Robertson, that I I want to, to see a different result than what Brother Robertson brings forth. And I'm not saying I'm coming against him, but there are times when I don't understand why he handled it the way that he did. And now I do. I've seen it Sunday night. And I'm sorry it took so long. But Sunday night I've seen that That in these situations, that they have positioned themselves away from the feet of Jesus. And when pastor looks at a situation, he cannot look at it any other way. But that every situation, every time something comes to him, he has to look at it as they've positioned themselves out of the position of God. And he has to use mercy and grace in that situation every time, no matter who it is. Whether it's his family, or whether it's people that he might not necessarily want to go with vacation with. It doesn't matter. He has to use that same. And the thing is, is that God wants all of us to do that. And it's hard. Because I don't want to do that. I want to go make sure they're out of their house and burn their home down. You know, and that's not of God. That's wrong on every level. <laughs> and I had a revelation. Everything's okay. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But there are times when buttons are pushed. And see, especially they know, they know what buttons, buttons to push, Brother Davis. They, they know because they know the situations. So then they'll try their best to push those buttons, Sister Duncan. And how I need to respond instead of wanting to do that ungodliness is to understand that they've taken themselves out of the position. They've gotten away from the feet of God. They've, they've, done, they've done the unthinkable. And now they're trying to justify it. They're trying to make what they've done okay, Isaac. They, they've taken themselves out of that. And, and they're trying to justify not being where they're supposed to be anymore. And the only way to do that is to lash out at those who are where they're supposed to be. And are positioned at the feet of Jesus. That's that's their only their only way back. So, my question to you, to the church, is... Where are you at? What's your position? After Sunday night, I've never felt that in, in my entire life, Sunday night. i never felt nothing that strong. And I'm so glad Brother Robertson was ready to, to do what needed to be done. But that was, that was something special, Brother Floyd, and I, don't, I, I want to do it again. I want to be there again. I want to get there again. I want to feel that again. But I know that the only way that I can get there is if I'm at the feet of throngs of people flooded, flooded Jesus. And I, I, I close with this. St- stand with me. But there, there was a time when, when the lady with the issue of blood had, had tried everything for 12 years. She had, she had done everything that she could, Brother Fox. She had been everywhere. Tried her best to do everything that she could. And her last resort was Jesus. But it wasn't, it wasn't that, that, that that amazes me. Brother Hill talked about it Sunday morning that, that when she got to Him, she was at His feet and she touched the hem of His garment. And it was what Jesus did. It was what Jesus' response was that was so awesome. He stopped everything. And he says, who touched me? I felt virtue. I felt virtue. I felt power. Leave my body because someone was at the right place at the right time. I felt it leave me. And then Peter, the wonderful Peter. Well, God, everybody's touching you. (laughs) He didn't understand at that time. Now, now he did get it. He did get it. He, He died with it. He died with it. But he, he said, everybody's rubbing up against you, pushing you, shoving you, trying to, trying to get to you. And he said, Jesus even re- reiterated what he said. No, you don't understand. It's the position. Are you not understanding what I'm trying to say? The position of this lady is where all of you should be. Not at my hands or at my head or trying to listen to what I'm trying to say or get what you need. It's, it's being in the right position with God. And it's being at the feet of Jesus. Now see, Peter did get this. Peter got it. Because see, when Peter died, he asked, or whether he asked or not, they they accepted what he wanted and they they crucified him upside down. And it wasn't because he didn't feel worthy of being crucified the same way, because other people had been crucified the same way Jesus had. Maybe not to the extent, but there had been other people that had been crucified the same way, in the same form, by the, probably the same men. But Peter asked to be crucified upside down, so... In, in the, uh, the symbolic form, as we look back on it, is his head would have been at Jesus' feet. See, he got it. He didn't get it right then. He didn't get it when the lady had gotten healed. But, but over time, he, he started to get it. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't have all this figured out. But I'm understanding. I'm getting it, Brother Eldar, that I've got to be at his feet. I've got to make sure that my wife and my kids are at his feet. I've got to make sure that anybody that I feel has wronged him or my church, that, that I have no right to judge them. And I don't. I don't. And I've had to repent about it because I have judged them. But I have to realize that the problem is, is that they're just out of position. And that they still have hope. They still have a chance to make it right. They still have a chance to realign themselves and to reposition themselves. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not going to do an altar call, but I do ask you for just, just a few moments. If you just raise your hands with me. And if, if you're not at the feet of Jesus, if, if you'll just give God a few moments. God's here. We've already felt Him. He's already healed. He's already done great and wonderful and miraculous things tonight. But can we just give Him a few minutes? And if you're not at His feet, just take a few minutes. That's all it takes. Just a few minutes and ask Him for His grace and His mercy to reposition you back to the feet. Every, every husband, every father in this building, please, Please heed to God and, and make sure that you're at His feet to where you can lead your, your wife and your children in the correct way. Through the feet of Jesus. If, you, if we'll do that, the hands and the head are, all, are going to be right there too. But to get to the power and the, the miraculous, we've got to go through the feet. Mary Magdalene had done, had done the unthinkable. The, 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 uh, the disciples had tried to stop what, God, what was going on. But she had gotten the revelation that if I could just get to His feet, if I could just just get to the feet of Jesus. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, I don't, God, I, I want to wash His feet with, with my tears. <laughs> I just want to spend some time at the feet of Jesus, regardless of what the disciples say. Regardless of what everybody else is telling you. The, the whole point of this is to get to the feet of Jesus. Let's just give Him a few minutes. Let's just enjoy the feet of the Almighty God.